hope you guys are having a wonderful day and a wonderful evening. And um, but um, have you ever wondered why people often don't share certain things about themselves, parts of themselves, pieces of themselves? It's always a mystery, Sherrod, about certain things. You know, when you talk to people that are sick and things of that nature, it's like, you know, you ask them, like, what's wrong with you? And they, you know, they, they just politely say, oh, nothing, I'm fine. Um, they kind of brush it off and, you know, it's always a a thing that they just kind of keep to themselves. They don't really, they're not open about it. Um, not willing to discuss a whole lot of things and, and to um, really tell people what they're really dealing with or facing. You know, I think one of the things is that people don't like for people to be worried about them or concerned about them. I don't know. Sometimes it's, it's, it's that people don't want to be a burden, so to speak. Or not even they don't want to be a burden. Some people just feel like they just, they don't want people to have to give up their life, their freedom, and all of that stuff for them. And um, you sit there and look and say, you okay, you good. And they'll rather say, I'm fine, nothing wrong. But you can look at them and physically, physically see, visually, that something is really clearly wrong with them. And um, some people are just content um, with suffering in silence and enduring painfully in silence and, um, and dealing with their own issues and, and, and things of that nature. And so one of the things that um, we often... Um, don't talk about is the reality of life and the bits and pieces of how life can be shaky and uh, how life can be awkward and a bit um, trembling and off. How sometimes life does not deal us or we don't get dealt the best hand of cards. Sometimes life is rough and sometimes it's complex and difficult and we just really don't know what to do or how we're going to do it. But anyway, let's get on and talk about some stuff real quick. Um, Come on in and to the other side. Be the place where we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. Listen, this is your guy, your host. This is VJ. Listen, good morning, good evening, afternoon, wherever you are in the world. It is 1201, the day after hump day. Listen, January has been a busy year for me. I'm sorry, guys. My podcast has been a little late, a little dragging through. And I know you guys are pretty much ready for season five. So I think uh, I'm going to take a hiatus for about a week. And um, oh, for the rest of this month, and we'll come on in February and be prepared for our season five episodes. And we're going to talk about different types of conversations. Um, I am so, 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 so excited. Listen, heads up. This has been the longest um, running season of my podcast. Season four is the longest podcast I think I've ever done. Um, yeah, it is the longest one I've ever done. I'm excited. Um, I'm going to go back and look at the date. And um, see what day I started my podcast and do an anniversary, anniversary um, series. But anywho, so um, all right. So today I um, I'm actually I went and did a little little snatch and grabs here and there because I'm at an event Saturday. I just feel the need to do a, a gathering. I don't know why. I just um, but sometimes deep down in the inside, you know, you feel the need to pull people together. Um, 
you don't know necessarily know what's going on or the reason why you feel the need to pull them together, but you feel the need to pull people together. And um and I feel the need like this Saturday to pull people together to do a gathering or um, have everybody not really everybody, just a select group of people come together and just, you know, hang out and and eat. And so I'm gonna do some Mexican brisket tacos and um some chicken pasta, you know. Um something like that. And so um I'm sending um I have to make a lot of chicken pasta because the individual I'm making the chicken pasta for um is getting he's gonna be able to take it home and stuff like that. Because he he adds towards me different. And so I'm making the chicken pasta expressly for him because he asked for it. But um in life, um I think sometimes in life what hap- what we tend to do is um for me at this point in my life I'm four years old. And I think more than now than ever that I um the reality of life is more important to me. Um childish behavior is kind of uh it's it's gone. You know, the back and forth and the, the drama, the um the fun of the games, the internet games, the subliminal message, that's kinda of, you know, it's it's over. The uh you know, threats and all the stuff that people normally do at this age, it's over. It, that that I've aged. Forty not just forty years, later my latter thirties, um, I started bridging my life into a place where I started recommending that people get counseling. I start recommending people get counselors and okay, you need to get some counseling. Go and see about yourself. Go check on yourself. You know, that was my go-to. You need some counseling. Go get you some counseling. Um, go on, get you some counseling and things of that nature. But um, what I've discovered is is that um, in the, the drive to push people to get counseling, the reality of it is is maturity is, 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 is one of the, the issues. You know, mature people is a dying breed. Being mature is, is a dying breed. You don't there are not many mature people and not many people that are willing to mature. And so because of that, they're dying breed. But I have come to a conclusion to certain things, and that is at a certain age, you don't entertain or be bothered with or uh, really uh, pursue after environments that no longer educate, entertain, or empower where you're going. If it does not add to adds to your life and it reduces your life then it doesn't trouble you it doesn't bother you and i think a lot of times just because no one or people doesn't know your business and they make assumptions based upon your actions or your behavior let them assume because they don't know your business they don't know why you do what you do and that's one thing that i have to gather is that um, people don't necessarily know you know, they don't know your business. They don't know my business. And because they don't know my business, I don't have to let them in my business. You know, as long as they're on the outside looking in, it gives room for them to speculate and judge, which is their means of being entertained, uh, whatever the case may be, getting excited or however, whatever that is, whatever that's doing for them. Um, but I love my peace. And I've learned that... Uh, you don't make the same mistakes. You don't continue to make the same mistakes. You don't continue to do the same thing over and over again. That's the definition of insanity, to do the same thing over and over again, expecting the different results. And I don't care how many times you will flip a pancake over in a hot pot of grease. That pancake, if it's not taken out in time, it's going to burn. I don't care how much you write the number one. 
you can write it out as a number or you can spell it out. It's still going to be one. Um, just because you write one in zigzags, it does not change the fact that it is the number one. So there are some people in our lives who indefinitely will not change. There are some people in our lives that, that are willing to change, grow, mature, become something better, become something different than what they are and then who they are. However, being different and being someone different is a responsibility. And right now, everybody is not responsible. Everybody is not trying to be responsible. There are some people who enjoy being irresponsible, which is totally um, their prerogative. We cannot make people be what they aren't going to be. We cannot make people become what they don't want to become. Listen, I can light a fire and put all the logs in the fire pit and tell the individual, hey, don't touch this because it's going to be extremely hot um, and it will burn you. Well, even though I told them not to touch it, does not mean that they're not going to touch it. They have to make a collective decision to not do it. Um, just because you grow up and mature, don't expect other people to grow up and mature like you did. That's not how it works in, in all actuality. Life is not about me maturing or my maturity shouldn't mature others, but your maturity matures you and someone else's maturity matures them. However, there are some people out there that are just plain out childish. They're not mature. They don't have any plans to mature. They don't seek to be mature. They don't desire maturity. One of the things that we hope for in life and, and all the things is that everyone comes into an adulthood status. But just because you're an adult does not mean you function as an adult. You behave like an adult. I, um, I recall recently I posted some reels uh, to my Instagram or to my TikTok. I was posting, you know, doing some TikToks and posting things on my TikTok. And there was someone there that uh, connected to me from previous life. And uh, they, um, they took to themselves and started posting, I guess, negativity and, you know, all kind of stuff, all because of an assumption. You are assuming uh, something about someone. And um, even though you're assuming something about people, then your assumptions says a lot about the person um, it's sad when you have to assume or when you don't have permission to access people you will make an assumption that's something that that should be pinned people will always make an assumption when they don't have permission to access you when they don't have permission to know what you're doing what your day is and what your agenda is and what your motives is they're going to assume and Nine times out of 10, the assumption is going to either expose where they are in life, who they are in life, their maturity in life, or if their heart is pure towards your life. Because an individual who willfully goes out of their way and assumes uh, the negative about you, regardless of how they feel or what they know, they, they assume the negative about you without direct data without direct information they assume whatever they want to assume it's not because they can look at you and tell it's because there's something going on 
in the inside of them. Jealousy is a toxin. It's a poison. It's a venom. And before jealousy becomes outwardly expressed, it is inwardly destructive. I want to say that again. Before jealousy becomes outwardly expressed, it becomes inwardly destructive. Meaning that the root seed of jealousy must build up so much bitterness and hatred towards an individual that it rather see them destroyed, dismantled, dysfunctioning. It rather see people suffering. It rather see you bound in witchcraft or bound in all kind of sorcery, bound up, trapped in that your life is not moving forward. Jealousy is the inward thoughts of an individual that starts with their mind. And because it starts with their mind, it destroys a person from the inside out. Before jealousy becomes an outward expression, it has already become an inward destruction. You will never see anyone that is jealous of some other, other person who have not been inwardly destroying themselves over and over again, trying to figure out why what they've done and what they're trying to do is failing when it, when it comes to that particular person. Jealousy will make you hate people, make you misjudge and mischaracterize people because you don't have access. You don't have permission. To access someone means to have permission. To connect with someone means to be permitted to be in their space. And jealousy will make you destroy yourself inwardly. Um, one of the things that, that, that I, uh, two scriptures I love to reference that, that, that comes to mind is that is and not it's not what goes into a man that defiles him it's what comes out of him and so in order for jealousy to be something that comes out of you it's uh, flowing from the heart are the issues of life and the funny thing about that passage is, is that it doesn't speak of no one else's life it's talking about your life so before jealousy becomes an outward expression, an outward behavior, something that is physically seen by other people, it has to be an inward destruction. Jealousy destroys you from the inside before it begins to you, before you begin to manifest it on the outside. By the time you begin to try to act upon the destruction that's going on the inside of you, manifest the destruction that's going on the inside of you outwardly towards a person, you've already lost your soul. You've already lost your ability to function as a human being because you have lost your humanity. Any human being, like Jeffrey Dahmer, any human being who loses the capacity to recognize and honor and respect another living soul or love another, another living soul, or in that case, see a living soul that is struggling, going through issues or suffering and refuses to reach out to him and tell him I'm sorry or I love you and all of these things and, or try to help people when they're wrong, is someone who's lost their humanity. One of the things that we, we miss is, is that when someone is in a, in a position or a posture to help, they can't help. But it's dangerous to be in a posture to speak on or against something, and you can't even help yourself. Nor do you have the ability to see yourself. When we look at maturity and growth and, and being human beings and living our lives above the fray of all these things, we must understand clearly that we owe ourselves a duty to love and to be loved. Love is not cheap, but to love someone, it is free. 
but it costs you to be loved. And the reason why it costs you to be loved is because it's expensive. Love is expensive. Love is expensive. It's not about what you do for somebody. Love is sacrifice. It's the ability to care for another living soul, whether you're blood-related or not. It's the ability to reach out and extend your hand across the aisle to another living soul, whether they're blue and orange, gray or yellow. Love is expensive because it costs you the price of you. Love isn't about giving just a hello, but it's giving part of you. When you love somebody, a piece of you stays with a person for a long time. And when it stays with them for a long time, it changes their life. It alters their destiny. It alters everything about them. And so because of that, if you see love moving in such a capacity, such a way, then you have love that is rich and pure. Love that is pure enough to erase the stains of unforgiveness. But that goes to the fact of maturity. Maturity is free. Adulthood is, is free. Adulting is costly. All of these things are easy to obtain in life and just like jealousy is easy to avoid and evil hearts are easy to mend and a lot of things in our lives are easy to heal from and move away from. However, we've got to be in a position where we are willing to accept when we're wrong. I am what, 40 years old now. And I started making decisions in my life um, long before I reached 40. However, that I am here at 40 now, it's time that I execute those decisions. Because the truth be told, had I not executed those decisions in my life, I would not be in the place that I'm in now. I recommend that everybody in your 20s, when you get 25, if you want to ever start a business, stop going to the club at the age of 25. When you turn 30, put down your habits. Stop smoking, stop drinking. You know, a little glass of wine ain't never hurt nobody, but don't indulge in liquor and alcohol. Don't buy cigarettes, don't buy marijuana. When you're 40, you should already be set in your business. Your business should already be solid. You should have products, customers. You should have marketing strategies. You should be functioning. 40 is not when you figure it out. 40 is when you've already figured it out. And at 40, you know who you want in your life based upon the quality of what who's been with you during your ups and your downs. Who's been with you when you've had good days and bad days? Everybody is not um, mature enough, strong enough to be with you during your transition. Nothing that goes through transition goes through a transition and it feels comfortable. Transition is painful. And because transition is painful, people who, who are with you during your transition may not like the ugly that come out of you. Most of us may be agitated. We may be argumentative. We may be bullies. We, we may turn into the worst part of us. But those who see us and know that that's not us realize that we're growing. And it's painful to grow because reality forces you to be who you don't want to be. And that is 
mature, an adult. Behavior, inconsistent behavior with what, what adulthood is, is immaturity. But it's also idiocy and lunacy. But when you have an opportunity to be better, be different, be greater, then you do that. You can achieve your highest goals in life if you're willing to accept that you can be better than where you are now with or without struggle. That includes people by your side, people that is close to you. Let me tell you something. Had I listened to individuals in my life and as people were saying, oh, you need a traditional job and you need to get traditional work. Listen, I've been an entrepreneur for over 20 something years. All I've ever known was to make money by the work of my own hands. Was my clocking in, clocking out. I actually made more money working for myself than I've ever made working for a company. And that's facts. But if I were to let people talk to me out or talk me out of my future, what I was called to do, I wouldn't be a soap maker slash hair care maker. I wouldn't have a hair care line. If I allow people to talk me out of my God-given destiny, I wouldn't have a hair care line. This is God. Who would have thought I'd be making hair grease, lotions and potions and, you know, <laughs> hair gels and leave-in conditioners and shampoos coming. But hair growth oil, beard oil, and getting, securing contracts as a wholesaler and assigned a chemist for, 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 uh, for businesses. Who would have thought that this would be my plight? That out of me being able to ignore people who couldn't see. Well, you can't have blind people in your life. People who couldn't see where I was going and people who couldn't see or understand what was happening in my life saw what they wanted to see. Had I listened to them, I'd have missed every opportunity I have now. My soaps sold out at conferences. Thanks to God for the grace, the gift, the talent, the skill, blessing the business, for being in the business. Thank God for it all. I have product testers. I have people who send me messages and say, my products work. Write me and say, your products work and all of these things. because it matters. I didn't create something myself. It was created through the wisdom of God. Talents and skill. Maturity allows you to accept that, that you didn't do it by yourself. You didn't just sit down and say, oh, let me see. No, it didn't work like that. Maturity will tell you that it worked a little different than that. So this year, as we're beckoning in this year and traveling through this year, I want you to do yourself a service. I want you to love you beyond everything. Forget about what you see and forget about what's going on around you. Just love you. Love you. Don't be afraid to forgive yourself. And don't be afraid to, uh, to say you're sorry. 
sometimes even right means being that you have to say that you are wrong. Say you're sorry. Move forward. I'm not saying kiss somebody behind and beg them to stay, but even sometimes in life, even when you're right, you have to say you're wrong. You have to. Regardless of how people want to put it. Sometimes in life, and if you get anything that I tell you, don't go your life in years wondering what you should have done. But do what it is that you want to do. You only have one life. You've got to live that life to the fullest. You have a responsibility to you to live every day that one life to the fullest. Don't let your life be a waste. Don't allow the lives of other people to be that which rob you of your life. Many people don't have the luxury to do the things they do. You know, I'm 40 years old, but for eight of these four years, I have been a caregiver for my mom, my sister, my cousin, and my stepfather. Eight years. Nine years, actually, be 10 years in, in June. I lost patience in, in my line of work. They had good care. I tried my best to save their lives as much as I can. My grandmother was the first patient I lost. She was my friend and I lived with her. It pained me to, to know that she was leaving me. It wasn't malpractice, it was her letting me know that she was ready to go. I never forget the phone, the call, the talk that we had on my birthday. She said, you gotta go home and get used to your mama now. She was letting me go because she was going. My Charlotte was my second patient. We went round and round every morning because she refused to take her medicine and I would fuss and fuss. My stepfather was my last patient. The hardest patient. I thought my grandmother was going to be hard, but that one, my stepfather was a bit harder. I stopped by the graveyard today because I missed him. And I know he's not there. That's the only thing that I have of him and I can go to where his body is I can't physically touch him anymore can't reach out and ask him questions so I have to go where I can physically touch the grave 
the hardest part of losing my last patient was when I lost my grandfather, my uncles, men who had a hand in raising me, my stepfather, and I'm talking about my blood relatives, my grandfather, my dad's side, and my mom's side. My uncle George, who helped me fix on cards, taught me how to do it. And then my uncles. He was the father figure for 31 years. He was married to my mother. They say that you have to remember them much longer when they leave you. I remember all of my relatives, their faces, their voices. I remember the smells. I remember the conversations. If they would show up right now, I would know it was them. The difficult thing is knowing that you have loved someone who have cared for you, bought your clothes, fed you, provided you money for field trips, took your own trips, picked up sticks in the yard with, break the yard with. But you watched them slip away. And there's nothing you could have done about it. You were powerless. So this year, I want you to live your life to the fullest. And watch my stepfather live his life to the fullest. And I plan to live my life to the fullest and achieve the highest achievements in life ever. You do the same. And I'll see you guys at season five. Thanks for watching or listening to this episode of Synergy. The first we turn negative outcomes into positive energy. I love you guys so much. You have a wonderful evening. Good night.